Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Kelly Center not dancing today. The Dixie Darling in him did not come out. What's the matter? You feeling bad? No, just listening to the, the pride of Mississippi who will be performing at the bowl game. There we go. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Full crew here today. Bob Kelly, Luke. We're in the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, and we're glad you're with us. Opening segment of our show, as it is every day, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to cater your Christmas meal, your Christmas party, your New Year's Eve party, whatever you may be planning. Dickie's would be a great choice for catering, and uh, you should call it a day and make reservations. All right, so we're going to have volleyball coach Jenny Hazelwood on the show later. Her ladies won again last night against... um, uh, Western Carolina and now advanced to the final four of the National Invitational Volleyball Championship. Uh, quite a run, Luke Johnson, for women's volleyball, their first 21-win season since 2016. They, uh, they're they earning the, the name Cardiac Kids uh, for a reason, and Coach Hazelwood will tell us a little later. I, I was able last night to watch the second and some of the third set. And uh, after the third set, man, it wasn't looking good. They went down 2-1. to one. And then they won back-to-back sets, and uh, the fifth set you played a 15 points, not 25, and they beat Western Carolina on their own court, and they will take on Boston College up in Massachusetts uh, this coming Saturday at 3 p.m. Pretty historic uh, for volleyball, what they're doing right now. We'll kill Boston College, right, Kelly? Right, it, it, up in, in Boston, you know, you can't trust those Yankees, Bob. Yeah. We know that. Got to so. park your car. Got to be careful where you park the car. <laughs> Out in the yard. Uh, <laughs> Home cooking, we'll have to watch those officials up there, too. All right, we'll hear from Coach Hazelwood a little later in the show. Meanwhile, bowl preparations continue. A lot of excitement, I think, building. We hear ticket sales are going very briskly uh, for the bowl game in Mobile uh, a week from Saturday. Hard to believe it's that quick, but uh, it's right on us. And so this is a really big deal for everybody, but particularly some of these young men that are seniors on the football team. Uh, Kelly was at practice earlier this week, had a chance to talk to a couple of them. We want to bring that to you now. Central Latham, been a, just a stalwart uh, for the Golden Eagles all year. And here's what he had to say about uh, finishing his career here with a bowl game. I want to go back, Central, to the Louisiana-Monroe game. There was so much writing on that. You guys, as seniors, if you don't win that game, because we did, obviously, that's great. But if you don't win that game, no bowl game, no opportunity to finish with a winning record. There was a lot riding going into that game. Can you take us back 
mean, what, what you guys were thinking, you seniors, going into that? Going into the game, it was like one of those situations where you got a must-win situation. As a senior, you really don't want your season to end like right away. Everybody wants a postseason opportunity, whether you were good enough to, you know, make a championship run or just have go bowling, just to enjoy the guys and everybody you've been with through, throughout the season, just to play some dudes in the postseason. We've heard a lot from the linebacking core this year that the defensive front has been so good that it air quotes, has allowed you to do your job. What? How do you describe your job as a linebacker and what the defensive line does in order to allow you to do your job? First and foremost, it's the defensive line. Like they, they're up front. They're taking care of business. And to be honest with you, they make my job easier. And everything, as a linebacker, just facilitating getting everybody in the right gaps and you just like kind of enforce ourselves, take care of business. When did, tell us about, take us through the process of when you learned about uh, the bowl game and uh, some things that you guys are starting to get ready now for the for the Owls. Uh, just just getting ready for the Owls. We're going over like right now today. We practice. You know, we're going over like uh, formation and adjustments. Just trying to see getting into the next things. Just trying to see who they are. And when you, how did you guys learn about the bowl game? Take us through that. Uh, we. Honestly, I learned over Twitter. I wasn't uh, at the facility at the time, but we learned. I learned Sunday afternoons, learned that we were going to be playing Mobile, which is a good location because it means just down the street, fan base and everything like that. Yeah, how, how are you different today, Santoro, from day the first practice that you guys had this, this summer slash fall? Uh, I'm, I can say I'm more, I'm, a, I'm more methodical, man. I'm more of a, more of a thinker now. You know, the game comes a little easier to me. I see things a little, a little better, so I'm going from there. Do you guys consider this unfinished business now? This, this, what would a win against Rice mean? I know some of you guys have said you'd sure like to have the Georgia State game back, and that they're looking at this as maybe a way to redemption for the Georgia State game. How do you see it? I see it sort of, sort of there, but I mean, to each his own. To each team is on. I mean, Rice then came and beat us with 2020. They beat us 2020, 2021, and I feel like this just redemption game because before then, I don't remember Rice being that person not while I was here. So I feel like this is a good redemption game, a good chance to get back at them. Well, on behalf of all Southern Miss fans, we've enjoyed your work. Thank you for the memories. Uh, thank you. Uh, another great kid. Uh, we'll kill Rice, Kelly. We're <laughs> I, curb stomp I, Rice. Well, well, we should. Uh, I'm glad it's not an ACT test. Rice would be a little <laughs> a little bit more formidable, I would I would think. But yeah, uh, yeah. we should. And, and as Luke talked about earlier in the week, Rice did not finish the season the way that you would like to nope. finish the season. What did they lose their last four? Something like that? Last three. It was a tale of two seasons. Went four and two through the first half, two and four in the second half with three losses. I, I do want to say something about Latham because what I appreciate about the kid is he's from Meridian. Uh, he's a fifth-year senior. Second on the team in tackles uh, behind your boy Malik Shorts. Um, and Latham has done a bunch for the Golden Eagles over the last several years. But, I mean, it then became all him and all Dalen Gill at that position when Swayze and, and Hayes went down. And if you didn't know this about Latham this year, second on the team tied with Quiwan for tackles for loss. He has ten tackles for loss right behind Hobbes. And it's been Santrell Latham really being the one of the cornerstones of this defense, uh, providing that senior leadership. So I, I totally agree with him. This is a redemption game where he's been beaten by Rice twice and gets a chance to, to go out on top. All right, my man Mitchell Williams was here at the station earlier this morning. He told me, uh, Luke, we got a quarterback commitment yesterday. Are you aware of that? Uh, if if he wasn't regarding Holman Edwards, then I'm not sure what he's talking about. I can I can glance a, a on the tra- interwebs. A transfer played at, uh, I want to say, Houston. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Holman Edwards. Yeah, yeah we talked we talked some to, to Heath uh, about him, and yeah, Holman Edwards, six three, two ten, originally from French Camp, Mississippi, played at the academy up there, played two years at East Central. Kelly and I both watched him play, uh, you know, because he was playing the Mississippi JUCO, but has been out at Houston, and from what you can tell on social media, just kind of wanted to be closer to home. He was, uh, from what I hear out at Houston, he was he was a locker room guy. Coaches and players both liked him. And uh, so, yeah, you get some experience. Uh, a guy that, you know, is uh, out there at Houston, um, while he didn't start, uh, he would probably have started several other places. So, yeah, good good quarterback pickup. And I expect to see maybe maybe another one uh, before this portal thing's over with. But I did learn this morning, too, that Ty Keyes has let him know he's coming back. So you'll have Ty Keyes back. You'll have uh, – we don't know about uh, about the young man that has been starting the last uh, Zach Wilkie. No, well, Ty, uh, Trey Lowe. Trey Lowe, Trey Lowe yeah. I, I get the impression Trey Lowe is going to move on with his life. He's he's in graduate school, but but you bring in this uh, you bring in this transfer. I mean, does that tell you that the coach is still looking for the guy? No, you just got to have you got to have depth. I mean, what's happened to us two years in a row with Keys twice, um, and then you know Wilkie uh, later in the season as he faced you know Troy's defense and others just wasn't quite ready. I mean, the long and short of it is you got to put as much talent on your roster as you can. And, and uh, to, to what Heath was, was telling us, um, you, you can expect probably this to be a, a, an open competition in the spring, you know, if, <clears throat> as you said, Trey Lowe not coming back. Uh, if if he doesn't, I should say. But, yeah, I, I, Kelly, I think you just got to put talent in a room and let them compete. But that is a position that has got to get settled. You want to – whoever it is, you want – to know who your starting quarterback is going to be and that your starting quarterback is going to be consistent and effective. When you look at this Southern Miss record of 6-6 six and six, and probably going to be 7-6, and six, we all, we ho- all hope that. we curb stomp them, Kelly. Yeah, against Rice. That is especially remarkable because you haven't had a quarterback that, that you knew from week to week was going to play effectively. So, you know, I, the way I took Bob's question is – the man is who's going to be the man who's going to win that position and be the starter day one barring injury of course that will is your same starter in game 12 i don't think we know no i i agree and and and, then but it's amazing that they went six and six with that big glaring piece of the puzzle empty so whoever it is let them compete and let's get with it that curb stomp was actually words used to me by Coach Hall. We're going to curb stomp them. I'm kidding. Of course, don't 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 do that. Don't do that. <laughs> That's a joke, Coach. That's just a joke. Well, no, I mean, no, nobody listens to this show, so it wouldn't have got out anyway, right? Well, yeah. Well, my wife listens on occasion. She she might have heard it. So who knows? All right. When we come back uh, before the uh, we get to volleyball, I, I do want to hear from Paul Gainer Jr. One of the, another great kid. Uh, Unsung, You know, the guys on the offensive line, nobody ever talks about them. They never win MVP. But if you don't have them, you don't have a football team. No, I, I've said nobody talks about the offensive line. He said, oh, yes, they do, especially when we when we play poorly. You know, We'll talk a little more football, talk a little bit about basketball. We've got some basketball players yet to come this week. And then we're going to talk to Coach Hazelwood, Final Four. How, How about, about that? that? Yeah. We'll be back.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. want to remind you about the Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, everyone but Kelly. Uh, Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment, and needless to say, I mean, needless to say, guys, if you have a Golden Eagle fan on your shopping list, uh, you, there's no way you go through Christmas without visiting Campus Bookmart. If you live out of town, you go to campusbookmart.net, and either way, Miss Kathleen can make sure that you have a Golden Eagle present under your tree for the eagle on your you know i can't remember a year that someone in my family between my kids my grandkids my wife and i that someone didn't get something that had to do with southern miss and isn't miss kathleen coming on the show soon she will be on the show next wednesday okay. yes she's okay. her agent i got it lined up with Good. her agent and uh all the compensation's been put in place, and, uh, and she's ready to roll. I think I told you that one time real quick that I went to Campus Bookmart, and I had one of my foster kids with me. I'm a certified uh, foster parent through the state of Mississippi. And I introduced him, and he was just kind of looking around at different things, and and he brought a couple of things up to the desk, and she just put them in a bag, and I pulled my card out to pay for it, you know, and she just said, said it's my little gift to your foster yeah. son. I mean, that was cool. It was really cool. Well, I visited with her earlier this week, and that toy sitting under the Christmas tree over there is one she had gone and gathered for our toy drive, which I do want to remind you about that quickly. It's the annual toy and food drive for Homes for Hope for Children. Uh, we're asking your help during this Christmas season. Donation boxes are set up at every corner market food store in Hattiesburg and at the Citizens Bank on Highway 98 West. We will be at the Midtown Corner Market a week from Friday. You can, of course, bring toys and canned food items there. Uh, That's what we're seeking, canned food items and new unwrapped toys, all of which will be distributed to those kids following our December 16th broadcast. Please, please help us. And I was was out on business yesterday, but uh, Mr. Giannini in the studio, and uh, he, along with uh, Judge Mazingo, are the men now uh, running that 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 home for kids and that should tell you everything you need to know about the the credibility of uh, homes for hope and uh why you shouldn't be deterred from helping because of some issues that have occurred there with a former director yeah it had nothing to do with the kids right. and christmas is all about kids we know that right and uh, it was good to hear him yesterday yeah, yeah 80 i heard him say and still rocking and rolling yeah you know Uh, Like Luke Johnson would agree, punters are very underrated and underappreciated, and so are offensive linemen. But there's a senior offensive lineman by the name of uh, Paul Gaynor Jr. that Kelly had a chance to talk to this week, and uh, we're excited for this kid as well uh, as they get ready for Rice. Here's what he had to say. All right, Paul. I want to ask you about the Monroe game, too, like I asked Central. There was so much riding on that game. If you don't win that game, no winning season. No bowl opportunity. So you won that game. Good for you. Uh, I want you to just kind of take us back through the thought process going into that game. Did you were you guys thinking as much about it as I was? Uh, we we went into the game knowing it was basically do or die. We had already said at practice all week, so we went in the game knowing what we had to do to complete the mission. Okay. So what what particular issues is Rice? Hopefully they won't have. Pre- present any problems. <laughs> uh, what are their strengths? Let's put it that way. They have a pretty good uh, D-line. Their linebacker core is pretty good and their DBs. 
So uh, I feel like they're a pretty good team. It will be an even matchup, I feel. Okay, now the underclassmen, of which there are 71 on this team, you know, they've got they've got other things to look forward to here at Southern Miss. When you look back on things, what are some things you'll take with you? Man, just hanging out with the guys, times in the locker room, uh, walking down Eagle Walk, man. There's nothing like it. Uh, running out there on game day, running through the fire and the smoke, hearing that first down Golden Eagles by John Cox. I mean, like, I keep going on and on, man, but Southern Miss has made a lot of memories for me, and I appreciate them a whole lot for it. Okay, so what what would it mean for you to go in there and thump rice in Mobile? The world. We got to get our lick back. Yeah, I, I was I was asking Central, you know, the the Georgia State game. I think a lot of you guys kind of would like to have a mulligan on that one, you know. Uh, so here, here's that chance. Yeah, it is. We got to take the same, uh, I would say, perspective as we took as ULM. Go on there, know what we got to do, handle the business. Yeah, you know, last year as a unit, the offensive line was kind of kind of maligned a lot. You know, you don't hear people talking about the deficiencies in the offensive line this year as much. How do you think you guys have improved as a unit from last year to this year? I feel like we've improved a whole lot. I mean, we got a new coach, Coach Greg. He puts us in uh, great positions to be the best we can be, so I feel like that helped us one. And then we got a lot of guys that just really bought in this year, too. Really trusted the process, doing their job, being the best they could be for the team. So, I want you to go back to day one as best you can. Not this season, but as a, as a freshman year. Okay. Yeah. How are you different as a player now than you were then? I feel like I matured a whole lot since then. Coming in as an 18-year-old kid, now I'm 23. <laughs> you learn a little bit, but I feel like I adjusted a lot, man. I'm comfortable now. At the beginning, you know, you're still nervous coming from high school to college. But once you get it settled in, I feel like everything will be all right. Final question. What life skills? has football at the collegiate level taught you that will help you be a better man and a better member of society going forward? Yeah. I would say keep showing up every day. Keep working hard. The grind don't stop. Continued success, buddy. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you. Man, that's <laughs> that's well said by Paul Gaynor Jr., right? The 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 What was it? The, the grind the never grind stops. never stops. That's good stuff. I don't know if you remember this, Bob, um, but it was – it was twenty last part of twenty sixteen, I think, and or may it may have been on signing day twenty seventeen. Stump and I were here. You were in Hattiesburg, and what we were doing was it was signing day, and Gainer was either going to to Southern Miss or to Tulane, and uh, we literally had on the Eagle Eye, we had called Gaucher High School like two or three times trying to figure out, and I remember we broke it on air that uh, he was he was signing with Southern Miss and had and assigned his. Is a scholarship down at, at Gaucher. So pretty cool to, yeah. for us on the Eagle Hour. We followed a guy like that. We followed him his whole career as he's a redshirt no senior. No question. Great kid. So let me ask you this question, Luke. You never really experienced what Paul Gaynor Jr. experienced in this respect. You played on really good teams, right? Jeff Bowers' teams just didn't lose much. This kid is one of them that really suffered through some really bad times. So what do you think this year and the opportunity to go finish with seven wins means to a kid like Paul Gaynor Jr. Well, it, it it allows you to have a final good feeling about the choice choice that you made, um, and you know the decision you made where you where you come to college. Um, he didn't really play that much until last year, 
um, and played a lot last year and played this year. So one of those things that a guy like him could have jumped in uh, the portal last year or could have transferred early on, but he stuck it out um, you know, with the time in Hattiesburg. And, and anybody that went through the 2020 season, not just because of COVID, but because at Southern Miss, three head coaches in a matter of weeks, I mean, it's to be commended. Uh, Latham did that too. So guys that, that walked through that, this allows them to be able to look back one day, and if Will Hall, you know, if we're on the upward trajectory that we all feel like we are, um, they can look back in, in five or ten years and said, yeah, we're the class that turned it around. The upswing started on us. And it begins week from Saturday when you post a winning season the first time in a few years. Um, you can be proud of that as, as a senior. And one of the other things that really stuck out with me, Bob and Luke, when I was interviewing Paul is, you know, I – shook hands with him beforehand and I, I introduced myself and he said he said I remember you Mr. Kelly and he said I'll tell you exactly where the first time we met was and it was about gosh two months or so ago and he said it was we were sitting on the bench out in front of the out in front of the M club mm-hmm. and I thought to myself that he's exactly right that is exactly where we met Look, man I, I, we both said it we don't mean to beat a dead horse these kids are awesome. Yeah. And we've had the opportunity to be around them a lot this year. And I'm so glad that, that we made that decision to be at practice every week and, and to meet so many of them. And it just makes you pull for them much harder. And, and much they're harder. really getting after it at practice. But one thing that I've noticed, a trait that they exhibited in the last practices that I've seen, is they seem relaxed. They really seem relaxed now, like anything, you know, the goal of making the bowl game was accomplished, all right? Um, they did get redemption. They didn't end the season on a lose, the regular season on a losing note. And I think no matter what sport you play, if you're relaxed, yeah. you're going to p- play well, much well, better. Well, I learned this morning, guys, that really one of my very favorite players on the team, Malik Shorts, a senior, but he has another year of eligibility, according to Mitchell, uh, because of COVID. So, Malik, if you're listening, come back. We want you back on the football team next year. Onward and upward. No question. All right, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk volleyball. We've got uh, head coach Jenny Hazelwood. I don't know where she's at. She's on the road somewhere, I would assume, as they get ready to play in the Final Four. Uh, And uh, how exciting is this? Uh, We'll hear from Coach next. All right, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of The Rock. Great place for you to enjoy uh, all court, all sorts of sports uh, broadcast. If there's a big game on, it's on at 4th Street Bar and Grill. 
Great place to have lunch Monday through Friday, just $9.95. And I still say, I still say, Kelly Sander, the best poor boy sandwiches in Hattiesburg. The catfish isn't too bad either on Fridays. It's all good at uh, <laughs> Fourth Street Bar Grill. We appreciate the, our buddies there at Fourth Street. Also want to say hello to our friends since we're talking about food at Mobay Beignet Company. Be a great place for you to go get a wonderful dessert this weekend. They'll cook it when you order it. they got great toppings, a variety of coffees, and uh, they're good folks. They're Southern Miss supporters to the bone. Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street. All right, well, the, the ladies' volleyball team is getting ready to take on Boston College. They're now in the final four of the National Invitational Volleyball Championship. They are literally on their way to the airport right now in Charlotte, North Carolina, to fly to Boston to play in the Final Four, where they will crush Boston College Saturday afternoon. Coach Jenny Hazelwood is on the phone with us. Appreciate the the last-minute agreement to come on the show. And and I'm right, you're going to crush them. Am I right, Coach? Well, we're going to absolutely play our best volleyball. I know that much. And I'm sure BC is going to, you know, be playing their hearts out too but we're playing pretty tough right now we're serving well we're passing well and when we have as many players as we have able to score you know and, and get points that i think we're tough to beat we, we keep playing our game coach there's an expression as you know in, in sports is it, it what matters at the end of the year is who gets hot at the right time of the year is that is that what has happened with your team yeah, you know, we've always said, we've said from the beginning, we want to be playing our best volleyball at the end of the season. And you know, that's when, you know, the tournament conference tournament, we knew, you know, that either NCAA or NIBC um, an option. And, um, you know, and it's not that towards the end of the regular season, we were playing poorly. Um, one of our outsides was out with concussion protocol and missed. Our last two matches, our last week's Old Dominion in our first round of conference tournament, she, she literally would have been cleared the next day to play. But, um, hey, it, you know, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And, you know, we've got everybody, um, you know, back and, and healthy. And so we're just playing very volleyball. I think that uh, the Boston College coaches are waiting for you at the airport and they will signal one if by land, two if by sea. When you get there, and and is it true, Coach Hazelwood, that you have told our young ladies not to spike until we see the whites of their eyes? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, because honestly, I'm not sure they'd you know fully get all the references. Okay. Um, so we, we've taken, we've taken, look, we've taken finals on the road, and um, at this point, they're pretty much done with finals. So I, I'm good with them taking a you know a mental break from. You know, having to even remember history type things, and let's just have fun and play volleyball. The last question I have for you, and I'm sure Luke Johnson has some questions as well. Coach, early in the year, you know, when you took this job, you told us, and, and I got to, you know, full disclosure, I thought you might have been guilty of a little coach speak when you said, when you got this team, there was plenty of talent on the team to be successful. And then when you took some other pieces that you added, you said you thought your team was was going to be really good, so you weren't just you weren't just uh, throwing pipe dreams out there. You meant what you said. There was some talent yeah. on this team from the yeah, get-go. absolutely. Um, you know, people that know me know that I am um, going to be brutally honest, and so I'm, I'm not one to blow smoke or, or say things that just really aren't um, capable of happening. And we knew when we got in the gym and started training, just 
lot of talent, a lot of talent. I said the heart and the hard work and the determination. And, and that combination, uh, we, we just knew we were going to be good. Luke? Hey, Coach, thanks so much for coming on. Let's talk about the the, uh, the match last night. Um, you you come out and uh, spank them in the second set, and then uh, they got some momentum in, in the third set, and your ladies were on the ropes and were able to win two in a row. What what did you tell the ladies between uh, the, the third and fourth set last night at Western Carolina? Well, we, we consistently tell our team that our goal is to play good volleyball over time and not – and these highs and lows and, you know, the emotion of that. And, you know, when, when we can leave the emotions out, not be so, you know, we have to be hyped and if we're going to win, so we're just going to, you know, be determined and play great volleyball. And it just it allows our team to stay just steady and focused and focus on the task at hand, which was, all right, we've got to execute here and we've got to do a better job here and, and made some adjustments to our block and defense, and in um, you know that's it's, you know our thing is it takes what it takes, and they're like, all right, well, what's it going to take? We've got to make these changes, and we need to go play. What because you were around three other programs at Troy, and then of course last night, what's kind of been the response uh, from other programs? And you can even extend this to the Sun Belt. Uh, with the product that that Southern Miss has put on the volleyball court this year, what what have you heard from other coaches? Oh, we've had such great support. I mean, I've I've coaches in our conference um, texting me, you know, saying congratulations and um, way to represent the Sun Belt, that that kind of stuff, and even you know other coaching friends across the country that are, that are watching and, and happy for us, and um, and you know, obviously when, when we're leaving Troy. Um, you know, Troy saying, look, go win it all, you know, they, they want the Sun Belt represented there as well. So it, it is really cool. I mean, volleyball obviously is, you know, a small small community in the, in the grand scheme of things. And so, you know, what coaches do to support each other and, and people have noticed. And it's been really neat to, to feel that support and love from, you know, our, our conference, um, look, our um match our last match against UT Martin the um, conference commissioner and the associate commissioners they they came and watched wow. our match because they were they're there you know in town for the football championship you know I, I don't think a lot of conferences have commissioners and you know and associate commissioners that, that would go out of their way to do that kind of stuff yeah that that's really cool I mean that we we've heard that from so many of, of of the coaches at Southern Miss. You know how this uh, this leadership is is very unique. All right, we set our uh, set our minds and thoughts towards Saturday against Boston College. Uh, what do you know about them, and what do you think it's going to take uh, for your ladies to to win this one? I don't know if you can hear me, but it... yeah, Coach, I think we're having a little interference. Can you hear us now? Okay, they may have lost yeah, your bus. Yeah, they're they're on a bus traveling uh, to the airport, uh, so no telling. But we we appreciate Coach coming on and uh, exciting times. I wonder how they decide the location. One would think, perhaps, with uh, the magnificent facility that they have here, that game might have been played here. I wonder how they make that decision. Uh, Luke, you've got the bracket there too. Who's left besides Southern Miss and and BC? Yeah, I'll pull it up just a second. That was actually 
shooting her a text message letting her know thanks for the interview so give me just a second i'll pull it up yeah because this is this is the final four which would be similar to the this is in volleyball similar to what the nit tournament would be for basketball and in jenny hazelwood's first year for them to not just get into a tournament but actually go now three steps deep i mean that's that's imagine what that's going to do for recruiting too you know to be able to to make these trips and have a pretty consistently good team yeah, things are looking up right now for athletics, aren't they? So we're we're still waiting on the other side. Pacific and Drake play today at Drake. They play tonight at six, and then Davidson. Your con- recent connection to that, Kelly, right? Is I have no idea who UTRGV is, but I will try to find that out. But they play tonight at uh, at six, also. Um, so it appears you know Southern Miss. This is uh, this is the only Power Five opponent left. Southern Miss has got them. So. I uh, I mean it's exciting guys. I mean you're in the final four of a postseason tournament with some some big programs from across the country. And so the what was is, that the one? match is Saturday. It's Saturday afternoon. Saturday at three. What was that? UT UTRGV. That would be the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. Oh. Look at him. You know, I, I I've known Kelly a long time, but I can say this. <laughs> I have never known a human being with more useless information in their brain than Kelly has. Yeah, it's it's very not impressive. Very non impressive. <laughs> I've used it several times on several different people, and there's only one common thread. No one's impressed <laughs> at all. The, the, the real impre- the real impressive is could you name that school's mascot? No, I now that I that I cannot who is the school? University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. But they're listed in the bracket as UTRGV. They are uh, the Vaqueros. It kind of looks like it looks like it's a cowboy, but it's obviously not the uh, Oklahoma State cowboy. But a uh, Vaquero. Well, the, the only fighting Vaquero. The only Vaquero I know is Brenda Vaccaro, the singer from back in the forties and fifties. You remember her, Bob? Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple dates with her. But <laughs> the uh, the Lady Eagles last night dropped the first set, twenty five twenty two. Came back, won twenty five fifteen. Lost twenty five fifteen. We're we're facing uh, a, you know the season to end. 25-22 in the fourth set, 15-12 to 12 in the fifth set, headed to the final four. Uh, what's that school one more time, Kelly? The University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. And they're who, Luke? They're the what? The Vaqueros. We don't play them. They're on the other side of the bracket. We may, though. We cover it on the Eagle Hour, by God. We'll be back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D1 and D-Bat training centers here in Hattiesburg. I say centers. They're they're side by side, actually, just off of uh, the I-59 interchange at Hardy Street, Highway 98. You know, temperatures at some point this winter will go down. (laughs) We keep keeping our fingers crossed. We'll get cooler yeah. temperatures, but that's the time you want to get in and get a jump on the rest of the uh, right. the competition in baseball and softball. You can do that at D1 and DBAT. We appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. All right. Uh, Luke is busy booking guests for us uh, next week. Luke, who you got? 
Working on, uh, of course, we got JP Heath, voice of the Rice House. He's coming on Tuesday. We've reached out to the Lending Bowl, uh, to, to get, uh, someone from their staff on and working on some former players and, uh, specifically it, just to, to talk through a few bowl experiences from, uh, from teams, you know, down the years, uh, some of those around, you know, 97 to 2000, my, my time frame as a player and even some after me. Very, very few people know, uh, and I, I, I'll just tease it now, and we'll talk about it next week. Britt Barefoot saved my life at the 2004 New Orleans Bowl. So a little teaser. That, like, literally, I could have died. And a kicker, another kicker, because we are people, saved my life. And we're also thinking basketball. I mean, obviously, next week is bowl week, but uh, the basketball Eagles get back to work this weekend. They will host Lamar. And then in a rare home-and-home home situation, the Eagles will turn right back around and go to Lamar for a game next Tuesday. So back-to-back games against Lamar. We'll keep you up to date uh, on that as well. And then uh, as they get ready for McNeese, you know, going into a little bit closer to Christmas, and then that final game with UNLV out in Las Vegas. It'll be fun. Yeah. And, and Lady Eagles uh, take the road Sunday. Um, actually, they don't. Why did I say that? I was, I was looking at the They're game here. before. Yeah. Actually, yeah, they host Alabama. On Sunday, and Bob, I think we got Joey Lee coming on. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Coach going to be on, talk about it. And uh, I'm just glad I wasn't on that bus last Saturday night driving back from Birmingham when they didn't play very well and uh, and uh, and got beat down the stretch uh, riding back with Coach uh, McNellis. Uh, she was probably very gentle. What do you think? I think most coaches, uh, I think most coaches mellow as they get older. You know, what did you ask a few of the players how mellow Coach Ellis is? <laughs> well, what they tell you. <laughs> I remember one time we got we got beat. I think it was my redshirt freshman year. We got beat in South Florida, to, and uh, we when we landed at Pine Belt, a couple guys were just kind of joking around. <laughs> Somebody said, "Hey, y'all, ain't like we got beat by Florida." Ain't like we got beat by Southern Cal. We just got beat by South Florida. Shut up. So some of those rides home can be interesting. Well, we'll look forward to having Coach McDallas on the show. She's uh, always a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun. Yeah, basketball, as we mentioned, they're, uh, they're, they're back home now. Fi- this is finals week at, at Southern Miss, so the students are, you know, as, as you might expect, have got their noses in the books ready for uh, finals, and then they'll get this, uh, this Christmas break. But this is a, you know, this basketball team, from where it started in the rankings, and Luke's been talking about not only the meteoric rise of the program, but also in the polls – with where a lot of these uh, polls are really taking notice of Southern Miss, another three or four wins before they get into the Sun Belt schedule would certainly go a long way. And normally, you know, in the old days in that other conference, the Eagles really wouldn't play any conference games until after the new year, until we turn the calendar into the new year. But I mean, like a couple days after Christmas, they're at it in Sun Belt play. So um, it'll be really fun to see where they measure up with these other Sun Belt teams. To follow up with that, just came out five minutes ago. Uh, men's basketball now in the top twenty-five in net rankings. We're twenty-third, and that's the number you watch. Obviously, wow. yeah. Southern Miss twenty-third right now. It just just came out. Let me let me put my ear to Eagle Post for a moment. I don't hear anybody criticizing Crickets. Ladner. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's. That's that's part of being a fan. That's yeah, right. Uh, be a fan. We get it. Oh, what are we doing? It is Jay Ladner's birthday today. That's right. Oh, yeah, is that right. How Happy about birthday, that? Coach. Yeah, good Happy good birthday, present. Coach. And and you don't think, Bob, when we were talking to Coach Hazelwood, 
You don't think she really meant that the young ladies wouldn't understand those references? I don't know. Of, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> One if by land, two if by sea, and don't no. spike until you see the whites of their eyes. She's, she's telling us what Scott Barry told us a- after finals week. He said, my dudes just get to concentrate on baseball now. And that's yeah. what Coach yeah. Hayes would say. Finals are over. Let's concentrate on the final four right. against Boston College. All right, real quickly, Kelly, any word from Kelnack? Well, you know, it's technology over there, Bob. It's kind of tough to get in touch with them, but we 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 have messengers, courier pigeons. That, that I thought he was, I thought he had like a satellite phone he carried with him everywhere. Well, we hear hump, from Hump a hump, good bit. Hear from yeah. Hump. yeah, yeah. You're working on this, <laughs> Hump though, the right? Wonder Camel. Yes, a special holiday edition of Kelnack. The magnificent. the magnificent. Yes. Yes, we can't wait. Only here on the Eagle Hour. That wraps up the Eagle Hour, but we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have Coach McNellis. We're also going to hear tomorrow from a couple of more basketball players. Who we got, Kelly? Uh, we, we got Hase yeah, Felipe, and Donovan Ivory. That's right, Felipe Hase and Donovan Ivory. It's going to be a good show. We hope you'll join us. Thanks for tuning in every day. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. To the Mississippi Media Production.